We live in a culture that teaches men to be cowards. We live in a culture where men are encouraged and considered strong by the world when they go hang out at the bar with friends instead of coming home to a family. We live in a culture where men are considered strong when they date the same girl for years and years and years on end without ever having the boldness to put a ring on her finger. We live in a culture where the men act like boys because the boys were never taught to be men. And being still being a boy, it's it's not boldness. It's not cool. It's that's cowardice. You see, because we love the world, we are afraid of disappointing it. And so we will conform to the mold that culture has brought forth for us. But if we simply love Messiah instead, if you simply love Yeshua instead of the world, well, putting the world aside, you won't be intimidated by it. The world will have no hold on you and you will not conform to its mold. You see, brother, sister, the world wants us men remain as children because a child doesn't need responsibility. A child doesn't have authority. A child cannot fulfill that which a man, the calling that was given to a man. And God has given us callings for as men. As a boy, there's a time to be a boy. There's a time to be a child. And that's great. There's a season for that. But there comes a time in life when we need to grow up and become a man so we can fulfill the callings that God has placed on our lives as men. Looking after family, being prepared for the future, having responsibility, leadership, taking up authority and not messing with women. In 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11, we read the following. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. And I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish matters. Let's rewind a bit. You see, when you were a child and when I was a child, we were there were many things that we did as children. And and as a child, those things are okay. For example, as a child, we don't really think about the future. We think about today, the now, um, you know, what's happening. I'm hungry right now. We think about our immediate needs. We think about these things. A child doesn't plan for the future. Yet God calls a man to plan. What are you going to do when you get married one day? Are you going to be able to care for her? Are you going to be able to buy a house one day? Are you going to be able to have a job that is stable? Are you going to have things that allow you to plan a future that is will be prosperous for you and your family? Or will you be someone who is lazy and outside of the calling of God? You see, brothers and sisters, we can talk all day about what the world deems successful. And in many cases, you know, we can say, oh, the successful means having a house or successful means having this or having that. That's not what I'm really doing here today. Success is what God has called you to do in the season you're in today. And if God has called you today to travel the world and spread the gospel and, and not own a house, praise God. But don't let you 
miss, don't miss the calling that God has placed in your life. Don't be distracted by video games. Don't be distracted by things that God has not called you to. Don't be distracted by things that the enemy puts on your path because then you won't look to the future and plan for it and see if that future is one of traveling the world, spreading the gospel like the disciples going from place to place and maybe not even having a a place to rest your head. Praise God. Let it be so. But don't be distracted from what the, the calling God has placed on your life in this season today as a man. And you see a child's life. If you think about it, really revolves around his or her friends. When we are children, we play together with our friends and and they make up a big part of our life. But when we grow up to become a man, while friends are still important and and we and it's of course we should have friends. Friends isn't going to have the same priority that it had. They had in our life when we were little kids. Now suddenly there's going to be a shift. Now suddenly we're not going to hang out as much with our friends anymore. We're going to start looking towards a family. If God has called us to one, having received, getting a wife, marriage, children, all these things that revolve around that. That means that going to a bar every day, every other day is going to stop happening. It has to stop happening because if you're still going to a bar every other night while your family's at home and you're not spending time with your kids or your wife, you're still a child. You need to grow up. You need to see that God has placed something in some people, someone in your life, a family, a gift of God in your life that you need to focus on and you need to give your time to so that they may prosper and be fruitful. God forbid you have kids and they never see what it's supposed to be to be a man. Because see, if you're on the bar all day long, you never come and never spend real time with your kids. They're going to think that's what a man is supposed to be when they look to you, even though you're still a child. And that's the problem. It's an endless cycle. And the kids grow up and they never grow to be men either because their father was never a man. He was a coward who was afraid of going home, afraid, a lazy man, too lazy, too afraid, too cowardly to look after the calling and look after the, 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 the family that, that God has given him, which is a gift, trampling that gift underfoot, throwing it aside and not uh, focusing on what God has given him. Furthermore, a child has no real responsibility. A child becomes hungry and his parents feed him. A child wants to do this. His parents provide. There is no real responsibility that a child has, especially before school. Compared to an adult, you see, a man actually welcomes and seeks for responsibility. He seeks to be able to be independent, to be able to care for himself, to provide for his household and to make sure there's food on the table. A responsibility to grow and and, and make sure educate his children in the way they ought to go according to the scriptures to walk as Yeshua walked. A responsibility to ensure that all these things are in line with what God has called for his family, to ensure that his family is on the right track, his family is in the right place, his family is on the calling that God has placed on this family, a responsibility to lead that family, provide wisdom and guidance, a responsibility to be sober minded, a responsibility to be kind, to show the fruits of the spirit to his family as an example of how the family ought to live and walk. 
a responsibility above all to deepen his personal relationship with God so that if you're married, you may remain in that relationship with God, that deep relationship, that that maturity. Or if you're not married to have a deep relationship with God anyway and to deepen it for your future, whether that future includes a wife and family or not. It is a deep responsibility of all men to ensure that they are close to the Father so they may hear His voice, so they may lead effectively and in the will of God. There is no way, brothers and sisters, that you can lead anyone, a family, a congregation, a fellowship, a Bible study, or anything big or small with wisdom if God hasn't come to speak into your heart because you have been seeking Him. Because you've been on your knees and you see, this is what we want. The next thing we're going to get to is authority. A child has no real authority, but a man does. But see, this is the one we love. Men, we love authority. We love to be able to lead. We love to to be in a place of power. Men love that. But see, the kind of authority that God speaks about is not one of is necessarily one of, of, of leadership or up there or hierarchy. The real authority comes from serving. Real leadership is done from a position of being on one's knees. You see, when you're on your knees, you are humble enough to be exalted because God says in his word that if you are exalting yourself, he will humble you. But if you humble yourself, in other words, if you live on your knees, he will exalt you. In other words, He will use you to lead. He will give you authority and see brothers. I want to submit to you that a good woman, a valor, a a good wife is going to want a husband to lead her who is one who is humble and who is on his knees, who is seeking for God to humble him more every day. She's not in the mood. She never wants to follow a man. Who's, who exalts himself, a man who says, yes, you need to submit to me, woman, or a man that says, I am the leader. You need to follow me. No, she desires to follow a man who does not expound on his leadership role and, 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 and force her to follow him in that way. But one that she wants to follow because he humbles himself to a place where he can be followed. You see, no one wants to follow someone who has put themselves up there. Rather, real leaders are elected because of their humility, because of their wisdom, because of that. And that is from God. That's not something that that is something that we need to seek from God. We need to ask him to make us like that. And then people will want to hear what we have to say. So brothers, if you're a man and maybe you're you have a family, you have a wife, you have children, but you're not you're struggling to have them submit. You're struggling to see them um, see you as the leader, struggling to let them actually honor you as the husband. I want to submit to you. The problem is most likely with you and not with them. If you provided them a leader worth respecting, a leader that is humble, a leader that is not exalting himself, but that humbles himself so God may exalt him, then they would want and they would love to follow. They would love to to look up to your leadership. So as men, we need to lead our households. It's a commandment. 
But we need to first of make sure that we are leaders who are like that of Messiah, of Yeshua. He was a leader who was humble. He was not a leader who exalted himself, even though he was God. He was to the level of God. He was he was, he had all the right in the world to exalt and to say who he was and to and all that. So that people. But no, what he did was, yes, he may have identified who he was, but he didn't do it in order to be worshipped or in order to be exalted, in order to receive some kind of authority, in order to get some kind of leadership role. No. That came by nature because God was the one who said, this is my beloved son and who I am, who, am, who I am in well pleased. And then in that way, God was exalting our Messiah. But see, it starts with Yeshua. It started with Jesus humbling himself, coming into the flesh. God who came in the flesh, which was a humbling thing, a mere human creature he came in he humbled himself and then he humbled himself more even amongst men and that's where he was in a place worthy of being exalted humble yourself the way that yeshua did and people will in due time and as god wills and as god desires they will give you respect where you need it But we should not go and seek these things. These things should not be the goal. These things should be the by fruit, the cherry on the cake, simply because we want to follow God. If we follow God for an authority, if we follow God for a leadership role, if we follow God for these things, we our hearts are wicked and deceptive and you won't even see it. You need to follow God because he's God. You need to look after him because he is your father. And then everything else will come by nature. The calling the and everything that you need, whether that's authority, whether it's whatever to fulfill the calling, he will give to you. But it starts with you humbling yourself. Humble, get on your knees, lead from your knees. And God will exalt you in the open. And then one of the last things I want to bring up into what this culture teaches men to be is like a child when it comes to relationships, when it comes to having what we call in this world, a girlfriend. You know, when we are children, if your parents allowed you, maybe in primary or high school, you know, you had a girlfriend or you had a boyfriend. And in that place, we date someone, right? We go into some kind of a relationship with them, a romantic relationship. And and this relationship, if it, if it starts, for example, in high school, well, it may even do well and may last for years on end, but we're not going to marry them because we're too young, right? Now, this mentality of no commitment, this mentality of not putting a ring on the finger and marrying, is there because of fear and because, for example, a child simply isn't ready for that. A child cannot marry a child. A boy doesn't have the maturity or the ability, the responsibility, anything to look after a wife yet. And so he will not marry her yet. And of course, that may not even be the best time to date either. But the problem is, is when we grow up and we become adults and we become men, that mentality of dating is still the main thing. And we end up having a girlfriend, even as an adult man. And this girlfriend can hang around and we'll be in a, in a relationship with her. 
for years and years on end. I have made many couples who are a boyfriend girlfriend type of relationship and they've been going for 10 years, 15 years, which is such a crazy idea. And it's another thing that the culture is pushing where it's trying to get rid of marriage. It's trying to get rid of commitment. It's trying to get rid of permanent relationships because see, it's easy to get rid of a girlfriend. It's easy to get rid of a boyfriend because there's no legal contract. There's no covenant that was made. And so if I don't feel like I love you today, I can just say goodbye. It's too easy to get out, isn't it? See, there's no commitment. And that's really a cowardly, childlike mindset when it comes to relationships, because we are too cowardly as men to take her hand in marriage and commit our life to her and to tell her that we will care for her from the day we're married to the day we die. We're too afraid to make that commitment because we don't want to have that responsibility. And see, remember in the beginning, I said a child has no responsibility. A child actually tries to avoid responsibility. While a man seeks it, a man desires it. You see, brothers and sisters, when I met Christina, my wife, I wanted when I realized I love her and I realized that she is the one, I wanted to put a ring on her finger as soon as I could. And I actually did about a week after meeting her in person. And some people would say, well, Petey, that's crazy. How could you know? And whatever else, while I had God, I asked God and he led me and he gave me peace and he gave her peace at the same time. But see, the culture would say, Petey, you were way too quick. You need to wait a year, you need to wait two years, you need to wait maybe three years, you need to wait four years, five years, however long it takes. And maybe you don't actually, Petey, you don't even need to get married. You can just date forever. There's no need for marriage. Marriage is old fashioned, isn't it? But see, I desired the responsibility to be in a covenant with her that is eternal and forever because this covenant that I have with her is now it, it means that I need to take care of her. It means that I need to provide for her. It means that I now need she I have responsibility, a, a, a relational, romantic responsibility towards her where we have consecrated ourselves for each other and we will not share ourselves with anyone else for the rest of our lives. And I wanted that. But see, many men and women do not desire that because the culture says it's too much commitment. The culture says, what if you change your mind way down the line? And yes, if I did not have God, that would be something to worry about. But I do have him. And I do know that he put us together. And I do know that we are going to love each other because of him. And I will love her regardless of how I feel today or tomorrow. I will make a decision every day to love her and she will do the same. Because love is a choice. It's not about just a feeling. You see, brothers and sisters, don't be a coward anymore. Don't be this man who dates a girlfriend for years. And you know what happens so often is what I found is you have these men dating a girl for years and years and years on end. And if you actually took the woman aside and you spoke to the lady, she would tell you that, oh, I wish you would marry me. 
Oh, I wish he would take my hand in marriage. Maybe he'll come around this year, maybe next year, but I'm going to stick around and she's going to wait for him while he's not even thinking about that. When she's just got this hope within her that he will one day marry her. You see, brothers and sisters, God calls a man to stop being a coward and to take her hand in marriage and marry her. And you know what then what we want to do is we want if we don't take her hand in marriage and we're just going on the dating thing for years and years and years. We want this woman to submit to us. We want this woman to treat us like her husband. We want this woman to sleep with us. We want this woman to do things with us that is between a man and a woman who is married. You see, in Ephesians, we read about the roles of husband and wife. But but often when we are not husband and wife yet, we're in this relationship thing. It goes on forever. We want to be treated like a husband and a wife. But you have no right to be treated as a husband, dear men, if you have not had the guts to put a ring on her finger. And women, the same for you. If you are avoiding marriage with your man, if you are the one pushing him away and you just want to be a girlfriend, don't expect him to treat you like a wife. There is no middle ground in the scriptures. There is simply friendship and then marriage. There is no, no such thing as this years and years on end of dating and, and girlfriend, boyfriend. That is not in there. It's unbiblical. And it takes away from what God has designed marriage to be. God has designed marriage to be romantic relationships, this covenant that we enter. And we need to enter it sooner rather than later. As soon as God gives us the revelation, this is our wife. This is our husband. Ephesians 5 verse 22. Wives, subject yourself to your own husbands as to the master. Because the husband is head of the wife, as also the Messiah is head of the assembly. And he is savior of the body. But as the assembly is subject to Messiah, so also let the wives be to their own husbands in every respect. Husbands, love your wives as Messiah also did love the assembly and gave himself for it. And so I want to leave you with this. A word for both men and women. Women, ladies, listen. If you're dating a man who is like the man we have described, a man uh, who follows the culture of this world, a man who simply hangs up with his friends in the bar every other night and who doesn't look, look at you, who doesn't look at preparing his future for you, who doesn't look at preparing his life for you, who doesn't look at getting you into a covenant with him. Don't. Go, don't hang around. Don't stick around and wait for a man like that. You need to make sure that your relationship with God is solid. You need to ensure that you are facing the Father. You are seeking His presence. You are letting Him fill you with His glory. And then from that perspective, God will bring you a man who is equally yoked to you. Don't stick around for someone who's not. It's not worth it. It's not worth the pain. It's not worth the hardship. It's not worth squandering your calling because the man you marry will have a massive impact. It's the biggest impact on your calling that you will ever see is the man you marry. It's an important decision. So look at who you hang around with. If there is a man taking years and years and years and just dating you, stop waiting. Move on and let the father bring you the man he has called for you because it's obviously not this one. 
And then men, if you are one of the men that I have talked about in this teaching, who men who who, who simply, uh, or if you feel like you're, you've been cowardly, if you feel like you've been you've you've not been bold, you've not taken responsibility, you've not taken up authority, you've not walked in the calling of God has placed you in your life, you have been focused on other things. Man up. Let's take up arms and become the the man that God has made you to be. It's no longer necessary to remain a child. There's been a time for being a child, but there's now a time to grow up. There's a time to not be a man. There's now a time to 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 take responsibility upon your life, whatever that responsibility is and whatever God, whatever God brings. But be a man. And if God has called you to marry a woman, do it. Put the ring on her finger. Take her hand in marriage. Make the covenant. Because that is what we are called then to do. There is no use in having a girlfriend on the side, yet lacking commitment. That is one of the most cowardly things a man can walk in. Brothers and sisters, I just want to see and God just wants to see men and women of God who are focused on him, focused on the design that he has given us so that we may lift up his kingdom, build his kingdom. May God bless you and keep you. I hope his teaching has blessed you. I'll see you guys next video. Shalom.